morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. My name is Anthony Moore, and I serve as the um, senior pastor of Carolina Church. I'm honored to have you all be a part of our prayer call on today. And I want to um, welcome you. I want to welcome you and thank you so very much for your presence on today. It means the world um, to me. I want to continue, if we can, dealing with the subject matter of forgiveness. We've been talking about this over the last um, week or so, and I want to continue to work through this for just a moment. Um, reasons why we ought to forgive is what we've been talking about. Reasons why we ought to forgive. As a Christian, we know the benchmark of our faith is the ability to forgive others when they have wronged us. That's the benchmark of our faith as Christians. Now, I'll be the first to say it is easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Um, it is easier said than done. It's, um, however, when we think about forgiveness, we've concluded that God's forgiveness towards us is free. It's, um, full and it is faithful god's forgiveness towards us is free it's full and it's faithful we've discovered that it is a beautiful thing forgiveness is a beautiful thing until we have to give it it's a beautiful thing until we have to give it forgiveness is a process it's necessary for us to go through the process, um, even if we cannot forget it, even if the person is not sorry, even if they might do it again. It's a process, and we're to go through that process whether we, in fact, want to or not. Now, we defined forgiveness as the act of setting someone free of an obligation to us as the result of a wrong done against us. Forgiveness is the act of setting someone free from an obligation to us as a result of a wrong that's been done against us. We determined, based upon that definition, that forgiveness involves three elements. Number one, it involves an injury. In other words, an injury or an offense has occurred. The second element is a debt, is debt. Um, as a result of the injury, there is a debt that has occurred. They owe you. And then the third element of forgiveness is cancellation, is cancellation. So we got three elements. One is an injury um, as a result of someone offending you. Two is a debt, 
now that they have offended you or an offense has been made towards you, it now in, inquires or in, um, um, ensues a debt. A debt is incurred, occurred. And from that injury and that debt, it is not forgiveness without the third element, and the third element is the cancellation of the debt. We determined last week that we ought to forgive, one, because God calls us to forgive, two, because forgiveness sets us free. Number three is where I want to pick up today. Number three, forgiveness demonstrate the reason we ought to forgive is because forgiveness demonstrates God's love. It demonstrates God's love. In John chapter 15, verse 13, it says this, love has no greater love than this. When we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ, who had no sin, chose to take on the sins of the world so we could all experience freedom when we don't forgive others, it's like saying Christ's death was for nothing and there were um, some offenses that have been made that are not worth forgiveness. And when we imply that, we imply that Christ's death was meaningless and that Christ didn't know what he was doing when he died on the cross. Now, although forgiving someone may bring up some past pain, it's best to deal with it effectively. It's not good to stuff our feelings or deny that the problem exists. Rather, y'all, we demonstrate God's unconditional love to others when we forgive the people in our lives who have hurt us. When we do this, we demonstrate that God's love or that God's love towards us um, uh, and not only that it's God's love towards us, but the fact that he's required us to love to other people and to forgive them. <sighs> We've got to believe in the power that God makes available to us through Christ's sacrifice that we have the ability to forgive others and that our act of forgiving others demonstrates God's love. It demonstrates God's love. So, forgiveness demonstrates God's love. Number four, it demonstrates the fruit of the Spirit. Forgiveness demonstrates the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, 22, it gives us an understanding of what the future of the fruit of the Spirit are. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Well, forgiveness helps us acknowledge that we have the Holy Spirit living within us. When we forgive, we cultivate um, those fruits in our lives. Forgiveness demonstrates the fruit because we demonstrate love, peace, gentleness, and kindness in a way that unforgiveness cannot. When we forgive, we pave the way for the Holy Spirit to work more effectively in our lives. When gone unchecked, however, 
Unforgiveness can hinder our relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not work in a heart that is hardened. Forgiveness, on the other hand, softens the heart and allows the Holy Spirit to move freely within our lives. So we ought to forgive. We ought to forgive, one, because God calls us to forgive. Two, because it sets us free. Three, because forgiveness demonstrates God's love. Four, it demonstrates the fruit of the Spirit. Here's my last one, number five. We ought to forgive because it becomes a natural practice. It becomes a natural a natural practice. Once we've done the hard act of forgiving once, it makes it easier to forgive more than once. Even if the offense is severe, even if it's severe, y'all, we, we have the tools and the spiritual skills necessary to go through the process of true forgiveness. Forgiveness can be tough to detect if we have truly forgiven someone because we often may still feel the anger, the hurt, or other emotions associated with the offense. If I repeatedly bring up the offense, continue to vent to friends about it, or bubble over um, with anger or resentment every time I see that person, chances are I have not forgiven them. Every time you feel this emotion, you ought to get a journal, write it out, write out your feelings, write out your feelings, and deal with the hurt that's hidden deep within. And here's why, you all, because a hurt that's not processed effectively can lead to a host of other physical, emotional, and mental issues. I want to challenge you to get you a blank sheet of paper. I want you to ask the Lord. I want you to sit down. I want you to ask the Lord to reveal any person with whom you still have an offense. I want you to write down their names and the nature of the offense. In your quiet time, I want you to speak their names and declare you are choosing to forgive them for the offense that they did to you, against you. Now, I want you to ask God to help you not recall or bring it up anymore so you can practice the peace and freedom of forgiveness. I want you to ask God, God, help me not to recall or bring it up anymore, which will allow you to practice the peace and freedom of forgiveness. Declare, I want you to declare with your mouth that Satan has no foothold in your life and that you will not allow unforgiveness to hinder your relationship with God. And when you're finished, you'll discover that you've gone deeper in your intimacy with God. Now, forgiveness may be one of the most difficult things to live out as a Christian. But when we do so, we show an unbelieving world who God is and his presence in our own lives. God chose to use his son to carry the weight of all the sins of the world. 
God chose to demonstrate great love to us when he forgave us and he calls us to do the same. There is nothing we can do that will negate the salvation crisis death allows us. And we best demonstrate that when we forgive others. Forgiveness not only sets the other person free, but it releases us from physical, from emotional and spiritual and mental anguish that hinders you and I from having a vibrant relationship with the Lord. And so I want to challenge you today. No longer allow forgiveness to hold you, unforgiveness to hold you in bondage. I want to ask you all to help me today to intercede on behalf of some persons. If you help me to pray for Brother Marlon Luck, um, praying for that young man, praying for Sister Mary Davis and for Deacon Evelyn Mack, praying for Sister Martina Baxter and Doretha Williams. We're praying today for Sister Edna Monroe, praying for Associate Pastor Talia White, I want to ask you today to pray for Sister Emma Oaks and Brother Delbert, Sister Sheila Reed. Would that you all would pray for Sean Dolly on today. For Sister Colette, we're praying. Colette Jenkins, we're praying. We're praying today for Sheila um, Reed and Ruth Ann Majors. Continue our prayers, believing recovery and complete healing for Brother James in Collington Station. We're praying for Nikki Thompson. We're praying for Velda Fowler today. We're praying for Pastor Stephen Tucker and Reverend Harold Brinkley. Christy Thielen and Garen Thielen, we're praying. I want to ask you all today to help me lift these persons in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm praying for you on today also, for those of you on this call, those of you who've had doctor visits and you're concerned about reports. I'm lifting your name, lifting you in prayer today, believing God to heal. I'm praying for those persons whose names I don't have. But even you can call their names out now, and God can hear us. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you today, knowing that Jesus gives us access to your throne room. Thank you for allowing him to become our high priest, who intercedes on our behalf. Grateful to God. Grateful for you, God, for your son, Jesus Christ, who in fact, God, died that we might be able to live. Thank you for Jesus who died that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Thank you that Jesus demonstrated for us forgiveness on the cross when he uttered the words, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. God, we're so grateful to have the example of Christ 
before us. Now, Lord, we are the first to admit and confess that the instructions you've given unto us today are difficult. And so, God, we ask that you would employ your Holy Spirit to work on us and in us that we might be able to do what our flesh has determined is difficult. God, help us not only to forgive, but help us to forget it. Help us, God, with your Holy Spirit to process forgiveness so that we represent you. God, it is our desire to do what you've called us to do, and that is to forgive. It is our desire to not live life in bondage, but to be set free. It is our desire, God, to demonstrate your love, not only towards us, but even towards others. It is our desire, God, to walk around being the fruit of the Spirit that we see in Galatians 5, God. So much so that forgiveness becomes a natural practice for us. Lord, help us on this call today to be the instruments of forgiveness. Ah, God, help us to use the tools to forgive others. Help us that we might receive. And we already know, God, we cannot receive forgiveness without giving forgiveness. Now, Lord, we thank you for your word of instructions today. It is our desire to be like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, my brothers and sisters, thank you for your time on today. Um, may I ask you all to pray for my granddaughter, Lyric Moore, if you will. Um, fever that was just persistent and continual um, um, nausea and being upset, stomach upset. I just need you all to pray for her, and uh, I would certainly appreciate that. Thank you all so very much. Now, I've given you some principles today. I do. I'm not giving these principles to you just to entertain you. I'm giving these to you to grow you, to grow you in the Lord. Now, I want you to take them, and I want you to use them. On your mark, get set. Let's grow. Have a great day on purpose. Love you all much.